You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you're heading on over to the YouTube channel right now uh, so you can talk with us about uh, Joe Valeno, Bart Cider, and uh, Mike, we're going to have some fun with uh, some trade talk. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not, trade really, talk. not trade talk, but uh, we'll do a crazy proposal, Mike. We're no, wind the I hate back. crazy proposals. Wind Just the clock back tonight. Have crazy proposals. Man, we're going to do a new segment, Crazy Proposal. Every <laughs> week we're going to do a new crazy proposal. I'm, I'm pumped. Well, Is it- it's based in reality, so it'll it'll be it'll be fun to dissect. Uh, but before we have any fun, oh, we have to do business. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. Well, I've heard basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season <laughs> as they gear up for the playoffs. You know, so are some NHL teams. Uh, I, anyway, while some teams are locks to make the playoffs, not that many. There's like a play-in tournament. Anyway, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the big trophy this summer, otherwise known as the Larry O'Brien DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's true. If you Google it, top-rated sportsbook app. Yes, DraftKings. It's going to put you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turn $1 into $100. It's a simple pick. Any basketball team. And they have to win. Ah, damn caveats. And if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, that's all people do. It's just three-pointers, so it's going to happen. You bring home $100 in free bets. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. What? Okay, that's okay. That's ludicrous. How is this company still operating? Matt, you take it away. This is, uh, uh, this year's teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented... Wait, did you just read this? No, uh, I did not. Uh, unprecedented pace, so get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. Then, before we lose our sponsorship, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit, withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. If that basketball team of your choosing hits a three, that's code THPN. To turn $1 to $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. The business is over. Matt, it's hockey time. Yay! All right. I, I love that by the time we're done with that first ad. The viewers like, are always oh. like, oh, geez. I promise oh, you guys, if anybody's listening to this later, it's just just the one, and then we get moving. All, All right. right. So, Matt, uh, 
you know, hockey-wise, we know based on all of our friends of the show, uh, yeah. whether it's Ken Kell, uh, Grind Line legend, Darren McCarty, all of them are saying, don't, don't get upset about the wins and losses. These games don't matter for the next half a decade. But you know what, Matt? We got the Columbus Blue Jackets coming around. So wins and losses still don't matter. But if you kind of feel like, well, I kind of want to tune in, see how the Red Wings are doing, I want to see how some of the kids are doing, Matt, this looks like a series to maybe tune in for because by God, we actually have a winning record against somebody and it's those bastards in Ohio. Um, Matt, what are some of the fun stats here? Uh, besides the very surface lever level, uh, three, two and one record, which is very exciting and digestible right. for someone like myself, Matt, what are the, what are the deep cut annies? What's the deep Can cut I anal uh, for this series? I, you know what's funny? This is such a, this is a top level. This is not a deep cut. This is the frosting on the cake that you judge your cake, right? Ooh, I this love is, frosting. Right. We like frosting. So let's, let's not go into like the middle layer. Like Costco has like that pudding middle layer. Let's just stick oh. right on the top of the cake. We're going to judge it that way. Mike, I, maybe there's a little bit of analytics mixed in this, but um, the points percentage, Mike, uh, that you were talking about. So what we go down in a shootout, so our points percentage uh, is uh, 0.583, right? All right, yes. so if you take a look at the Columbus Blue Jackets record against the Red Wings, would you like to take a guess as to what that looks like? Uh, it is three, 30. three, two, and one, yeah, against us. So they also have a points percentage of 0.583. So I don't know how, like, here's the thing, Mike. We got two games left. I, I just think it's the silliest thing in the world. <laughs> like that we're both above 500 against each other. <laughs> I'm very confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a mathematical anomaly, man. Yeah. It's, it's only going to happen in the NHL and that's because you get points for losing uh, in overtime. So you want to, I mean, can I share a, a fun math thing with you? Mm -hmm. All right. What is two divided by three? It's uh, 0.6667. Well, it's 0.666 repeating. Now, what is 1 divided by 3? Is uh, 0.33 repeating. Now, how come when you add 2 thirds and a third together, you get <laughs> I was so nervous. a whole number? But if you add 0.6666 plus 0.3333, you only get 0.999999. Yeah, let that marinate. Man. So, speaking of statistical anomalies, this is the same thing. This is two thirds and a third, man. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just silly to me that I I was doing the research and I was like, uh, first I started with the Jackets to see what their record was against us. I don't know why I started there, and then I went to the Wingies. And uh, like I said, we have two games uh, at the end of the season. This was more or less just I put that in the notes because I was like, this is. This is so weird. This is so silly that we're both back-to-back -back with the same points percentage against each other. All right. Um, right. The only kooky world uh, that you can end up with mirrored, <laughs> uh, you know, above 500 records despite you're playing the same team. Okay. Any hoozles. Uh, Mike, we had uh, our, our second best uh, expected goals for performance of the season. All right. Uh I'm sorry, we had our best. Our second best was also against the Blue Jackets. I got to read my notes before I start regurgitating them. Uh, here's here's why I, I made sure I put that out there. Number one, 
we got to take it with the tiniest little grain of salt when we have such a great performance because Columbus also sucks. So I was just kind of like looking at it going, okay, I guess it makes sense. We've had two pretty good games from an expected goal score, per, uh, not not percentage, but just the total number. And it, they were both against Columbus, right? Uh, yeah. But here's the, here's the other side of it, Mike. Let's just eliminate that just for a second. Um, Mike, when your expected goals for is that high, that means you're putting good shots on the net. And it means you're making the plays uh, to get out in front of the net. Uh, unfortunately, it, it's uh, it's just on, on one side of the coin, we've had games where expected goals is around one, and we walk away with four goals. Uh, in this game, our expected goals is 3.14. And it's, you know, again, not a perfect way to to figure out how many goals are going to be scored but it does take into consideration those chances and should that puck go in the net and um you know we got 3.14 and no goals uh just a reflection i think uh just like in the last game that uh we truly are lacking in talent it is very hard to get a win with this team even when mike i i dare say he was coached pretty well and uh i got into quite a Quite a big spat. Got quite a big spat last night uh, about whether or not Blaschel did a good or bad job coaching last night. I just got to say, I don't know how you can't fudge these numbers. Like, we all have decided that expected goals is a great way to measure a team's success. And the Red Wings just had their best expected goals for game of the season. And they tried to take advantage of a very weak Columbus Blue Jackets team. And Elvis Merz Lickens just took the game away. I, I'm i going to say, and uh, a couple of people this morning kind of came around uh, with, with uh, the big argument I was making last night. But, I mean, that's just, that's just a, it's a good effort by the Red Wings, and it got taken away. And it, it was not any fault of the coaching. It's, I just, that's the long and short of it. That's what that number is basically telling me, um, <laughs> is that, we wanted to open it up against a bad team, and uh, Elvis just just said no, and that I, that that's what sucks. But um, yeah, another another stat here, not so fun. Uh, this is our fourth worst expected goals against game uh, of the season, and we just talked about in the last episode about how many of our worst expected goals against games have happened since the trade deadline. So again, um, all the. I think the thing to take from that is just target John Merrill, bring him back if he's available because he he did, he really did do wonders when he was on, you know, on the ice, uh, keeping those chances limited. And um, I mean, if you're going to give up that, you know, the expected goals against is going to get that high. We've seen it really go against us and the puck really get filled. Uh, it just so happens, Mike, going back to the point of us talking about it was the Columbus Blue Jackets. I, eh, I didn't yeah. have to really worry. I would say that uh, I I would really like John Merrill to enter that upper echelon of valuable Detroit athletes, and I'm I'm talking about people like Lindsey Hunter, who was a point guard for the Pistons, heck of a bulldog in their '04 championship run, yeah. but his most valuable uh, asset was using his contract uh, to make a trade and acquire uh, Rasheed Wallace. So with John Merrill, <laughs> we turned him into a draft pick. And, you know, if we can re-sign him, he would be up there with Lindsey Hunter, who not only was he traded, he was then uh, subsequently released to waivers, rejoined the Pistons, uh, helped them clamp down on their defense, and we got a twofer. 
That was the best fake trade uh, ever. And I would like John Merrill to the, maybe step in those shoes, man. The height, the height of Joe Dumars. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we didn't just run into the height of of Steve Eiserman's uh, trading ability. I don't, I don't think we did. But uh, you know, the comparisons would be there, right? Steve Eiserman, yeah. Joe Dumars. All right. Uh, well, I on. have, uh, I have a weird one for you, Matt. I think yeah. uh, we've been given a lot of grief to uh, uh, one of our friends on the Detroit Red Wings, Matt. If oh. you were to guess, who would you say we've given, uh, arguably, after Mantha, who have we given the most grief to on the Red Wings? Gracie boy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Matt, I'm just comparing numbers here. Past 10 games, I've got a uh, little, little Vasilevsky action. Um, you know, he's allegedly, you know, the greatest goalie of all time. But uh, let's look at these last 10 games. All right, goals against. All right. Let's do seven games. Ten is too many. All right. We got zero. That's pretty good. Two. Not bad. Four. Bang. Two. Okay. Three. Three. Four. My God. Is he made of Swiss cheese? Matt, we go to Thomas Grice. Last seven games. 1.65 goals against. I'm not going to do it game by game because I want it to sound better. Matt, yeah. he's undefeated in his last seven games. Four, oh, and three. Um, and technically, if you don't count the shootout goal, uh, he kind of got a, sh a shutout, kind of. So he's, yeah, he's got a he's got a point streak going, uh, a successful point yes. to the Red Wings standings. Okay, yes. yeah, oh, that's uh, that's a fantastic uh, stat to throw out there. I my thing is that we've been dogging him on giving up more goals than the expected goals against has said like almost the entire season. I mean, almost every game, even a couple of those wins, he still manages to give up more goals than what he's expected to give up. And yeah. uh, Mike, he finally, he's catching up. He caught, he's catching up finally with zero goals against on a 2.89 expected goals against game. Uh, this is a this is a mouthful of me repeating the phrase goals against over and over. But again, just that statistic saying what could you measure to possibly be the score of this game based on where the shots came from. And yeah. uh, Thomas Grice, despite it saying he should probably give up three goals in this game, uh, gave up none. So there's just the shootout marker, which um, I – believe counts against the wingdings does not count against uh mr grice in any way shape or form so good on him yeah um you know you always count on the nhl to uh, figure out how to distribute the uh, statistics there uh, but i just you know it's just kind of fun that grice he's had these wonderful mm -hmm. numbers and the motivating factor was that seven goal barrage he gave up against chicago but he was inspired and he uh <laughs> you know maybe this is the grice that uh we thought we were getting in the offseason so yeah, I, I think it at least just points us, you know, it, it bodes well considering it's it's um, two years we've got. And the better, you know, the better he looks heading into the expansion draft, maybe that's, maybe that, maybe we decide we don't need to, you know, we don't need to do anything there. And uh, we'll lose to Thomas Grice, who I think, I mean, you know, what, what are we saying here? You know, what are we saying? Uh, here's the dumb thing I just said. We're going to expose them because we know the truth. But hopefully the Kraken are just like, yeah, Thomas Grice, come on over here with a, you know, probably a Svechnikov on the table. Anyway. Look at last... that seven-game stretch. I, you know, I, that's who we're snagging. Um, <laughs> John Merrill wasn't there? What? All right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what everybody's here for, of course, uh, Joe Valeno made his debut, Mike. And um, yes. we, we've played the same. So we have to be fair. We've played the same exact game with Svechnikov. Sveshnikov obviously looked great, and the production was there. 
Uh, Mike, this this was a Valeno passing the eyeball test uh, 100%. Riding the boards hard. Um, the the power play opportunity that he got was beautiful. And, and mixed that with a couple of good-looking takeaways uh, that he actually turned into scoring chances. I, I just... It, it was fun to watch, and considering he's uh, his ceiling is projected to be a bottom six, at least that was you know the the scuttlebutt heading into this uh, new regular season. I would say he looks like a very good bottom six center, and uh, not bad on the faceoff dot either. So th- this is somebody that Blashill said it, and uh, I'm just going to steal his words, uh, so it's not just me. <laughs> telling you guys, uh, but Blashill said he, he looked like he's been playing for a couple of years. He didn't look like a rookie out there. And here's the thing, Mike. We've talked about how much we've enjoyed watching Svechnikov play. Um, yes. I mean, Giovanni Smith, uh, we could go down the list, but he only, he's only saved those words for Joe Valeno. And I, I think that means a lot. I think that's something to be excited about, despite the fact that everyone hates Jeff Blaschel right now. I think you could take that that <laughs> those words that he spat out and get a little get a little juiced about him. Yeah, I mean, um, we're gonna you know again harp on the words, the the sweet wisdom of our beloved Ken Cal, our beloved Darren McCarty, and Matt. I'm very excited for one game, but I'm more excited, you know, as we try to you know as this meaningless season kind of dwindles down and we really need to start losing more games. Uh, I looked at the the draft uh, lottery odds and it's looking really bad. It's looking pretty likely we're going to be drafting seven, eight and then one or two and then nine at this juncture, uh, which would be a nightmare because we know who's getting number nine. Uh, (laughs) Look at that. Red Wings are the Gordy house special here and they miss out on any prospect worth a turd. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. May I see you kind of yeah, texting over there? No, I wanted to see if I could pull up the tweet again, but um, it was No, just, listen, all I was going to say was Joe Valeno. It's, it's something encouraging to make you watch these games. We're trying to find some positives because these games don't matter. Um, but now you get, a, you get a chance to watch a little bit more of the prospects out there. So, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a good time to tune in. You're going to be playing Columbus. They're, you know, not the best team in the world. They uh, let the Red Wings stay in games and win games, and now you get to see your uh, your first real glimpse of Valeno. So it's you know, it's inspiring. Oh yeah, and then the, well, Columbus won't be for not this weekend, but the following weekend. So we've got we finished with Columbus. We've got Carolina for one game, and then a couple with Tampa Bay this weekend. Which is Mike is going to push back. I was going to gloss right over Tampa Bay because I Sunday a buzzsaw as they try to pad the record against Tampa. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's just dream about those Columbus games. Um, well, that, last thing I want to throw out with Valeno, uh, almost 15 minutes of ice time. How many times have we looked at Svechnikov and said, "Wow, eight minutes"? Uh, of course, Corsi four for the game, above 50. percent That's all you can really ask for. for Jesus, beer uh, from a rookie and uh, expected goals for percentage. Again, measuring the expected goals for against uh, the expected goals against, or I should say, over. Is it and, weird uh, that 54.18? Is it weird that uh, we've like we're getting these opportunities for uh, like the Rasmussens, the uh, the Valenos of the world, only after Larkin goes down, not you know, not after uh, you know um, who's my boy Nielsen, you know it's it's 
you got to claw him out of the lineup to play a rookie. But Larkin goes down. All right, I guess it's over. Get in there, I, kids. I think it's a mix of a couple of things. Like, Valeno's available. Uh, he's back from Europe. Just to be – just I'm going to take Iserman's side on this for a minute. But um, Valeno is made available. Uh, he gets through not only COVID protocol but then concussion protocol. And then uh, just there's so many injuries. There's so few guys to pick from right now uh, that are, you know, one, exciting, and, and two, probably, you know, have the skill to keep up with the NHL. Because at least, at least Valeno has been playing SHL for a while. Um, that's, that's my Iserman, my pro Iserman Blaschel argument for the night. That is uh, a very, that's a very pragmatic take. Very pragmatic. Matt, I'm just going to be a heated, heated fan. Because I, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe selective memory at this juncture, but I, I don't know. I'm so impatient. I, I want to win. I want to see the kids, and I don't know. I feel like we had to wait too long, but. Mike, uh, by, uh, let's see, popular demand on YouTube, uh, we, we were asked to take a look at some more kids, specifically Lucas Raymond, uh, Moritz Sider, and Jonathan Bergeron to see where they're at. Uh, kind of, kind of fun, uh, with, with Cider and Bergeron, but I, I just thought, you know, for anybody who, who isn't diving deep, you know, isn't going to, uh, Scott Wheeler's athletic profile or, um, uh, you know, Dober prospects, the, the scuttlebutt on Lucas Raymond has been the same for a while. Uh, he got hurt. Uh, what was this? Yeah. Last game was in February. Uh, so nothing's really changed with Lucas Raymond is, uh, 18 points in 34 games, um, by his age range. I mean, this, this is a pretty good season for, for Lucas Raymond. It, it doesn't sound exciting to say 18 points in 34 games, but again, th- I mean, this is, when you look at, uh, the SHL playoffs right now, you see a guy who's leading the SHL in points. He's 37 years old. So this is, this is an adult league. This is experience. Speed definitely makes a huge difference, and Lucas has that, and that's why he does make a difference on that team, 18 points in 34 games. Um, but, yeah, I, I would point to just – I mean, experience is going to help you out. I'm just – I'm not saying every guy that's going to lead the league in points in the SHL is going to be 37 years old. Uh, I'm just saying it's <laughs> very obvious he has, you know, learning to do with anybody else's age. So the 18 points in 34 games, good to be excited about it. Um the, the last time this was reported uh, was kind of guessed that maybe he'd still make it into the playoffs. Um, and I believe uh, there's no shot of that now. So <laughs> uh, that, that one's done. But we can, we can still have some fun, Mike, with uh, Jonathan Berger and Moritz Sider who are playing, the, playing each other uh, on either side. And they have a game tomorrow. And the series right now is tied 2-2. Two to two. Um Bergeron, Mike, is our forward in the SHL, who's very close to leading the league in points, uh, did a very good job, very close to a point-per-game production. This is somebody that we've been talking about all season, has done a fantastic job of moving the puck and creating plays. And uh, it's, it's just one of those things where you look at your draft board when, when your draft is done. you got to hope that your first-round pick is going to hit but then somewhere between second and seven, you're going to be a good team if you can hit on one more guy. And going back to Jonathan Bergeron's uh, draft year, I mean, this this is that this this is looking to be that big hit. This is looking to be something where um, he could make a big difference next year and would be fighting for a middle six position. And that I, I mean, that in itself is just fun to know 
we'll have another young kid uh, to throw in the lineup. But um, Mike, he's got four points in eleven playoff games. Um, got the assist on the game winner for the last uh, last one. He's playing for. I'm probably going to get this wrong, and it's uh, Skelefti. Give that a shot. Yeah, anybody? Take that. Go to leadsmasters.com uh, to see how to pronounce it. It's actually pronounced uh, Stutzla. Ah, okay. That's what you're looking uh, for. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, hitting that burger, and that means we're also going to take a quick peek at Mort Sider, who, I mean, Mike, by all accounts, this is the guy that people have been worried uh, he's going to push us out of tanking, and uh, we're going to be stuck with uh, middle ground draft picks going forward. We're going to, uh, you know, he's going to put that's us in a scary That's why they have a broad. We're going to be in that scary position of uh, contending for a playoff spot, which, uh, you know, if, you, if you're going for the long game, it, it's horrifying to hear that. Uh, if you're going for season by season, you're pretty excited. <laughs> but uh, Mike Bordsider. He was elite prospects SHL player of the year. I mean, oh wow, come on. Um, it's just it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, everything that we've seen and talked about, uh, you know, the work done by like uh, uh, Prashant Iyer, who uh, work does winging it in Motown and works with the athletic. When we used to show those graphs of how far Cider's performance is, I mean, almost you could. The, the, the definition of off the map is where Cider is compared to the rest of the SHL. He is playing that that damn good. And um, really what he's been doing in the playoffs is <laughs> it's so much fun to watch because he's turned himself into a wrecking ball. Um, I think I might have one of these up right now. Ah, boogers, I don't. Um, oh, well, so I don't. <laughs> I, have, I have his speech up for him winning that Elite Prospects Award. Uh, oh. but yeah, all, all funsies, um, there's no point in us playing that because it's in German. So I, I, I just like, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to mention, uh, Joe Valeno was, was questioned about cider, uh, and, and getting an opportunity to, you know, play each other a little bit. Valeno said, uh, he's been outstanding in every aspect of the game. I think especially physically, Valeno said of cider and going back to, you know, that mention, if you go and look at any of cider's highlights in the playoffs. He's just a wrecking ball. Um, all right, so back to what Valeno was saying. He's also able to produce offense to join the rush. He's just improved in so many areas of the game. And uh, I, you got to think that Valeno is going to be excited uh, at the prospect of playing with Cider next year. And I, I think we should all be excited to see Cider. But ultimately, yeah, this is this is three, three of our top guys. This is definitely um, – we have the request to talk about these guys. There's a reason because they're going to bring wins. Um, but just keep in mind, even if they brought five wins, uh, we're this year, we're still in sixth place in the division. So uh, that's bringing a lot, I would say. Bringing five wins, uh, three rookies, that's a lot. So yeah, I, just even if I they mean, are great, it's going to take quite a bit to make this team playoff contender. Yeah, just kind of funny. Uh, obviously, Valeno's got firsthand experience, you know, playing overseas and, you know, bumping elbows with uh, Cider, but it is kind of funny, you know. Valeno, wow, what a what an exciting day for you. You're going to be making a real Red Wing debut. Are you excited to be on the power play? What kind of lines are you going to be on? They're like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Can you tell us about Mo Cider? What's he like? What's, he, what's his favorite food? What's he like? Oh, my God, that's so cool. You played with Cider? Wow. Um, You know, I'm actually lacing up. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. But, man, Mo Cider. Um, Did yeah, you? But, 
he has those long flowing locks. Did you happen to see? Did one of them breeze by? Shampoo. We, we I gotta know the shampoo. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I really love that stat you brought up. Even if they bring five more wins, we'll still still be in the bottom. So I oh. think that's got to be you know Iserman with the abacus, just trying to figure out if we can still get a good draft pick if I give <laughs> Mo Sider maybe just fifteen minutes a game instead of twenty. Yeah, I'll try and, and handcuff him. I'll put him I'm, on the bottom pairing. He'll be our seventh not, defenseman. And I'm not suggesting either that for their entire careers, those three would only add six no, we wins. No, we can get one more, just a top pick, a one, one, two Mike, pick, one, two, three. Or, Mike, is there a way to land that top pick? <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, and not have to worry about losing next year, Mike, uh, because... I was reminded today, thank you to Twitter, of the beautiful move that Mike Ditka made in 1999. And these are just crazy stories coming out because the NFL draft is on its way. Uh, Mike, do you recall when Mike Ditka <laughs> and the New Orleans Saints uh, wanted to get out of the basement so bad and they thought one player would do it on a roster of 50 guys? They were willing to <laughs> bet it all on one. Um, Mike Ditka traded away all of his picks from the 1999 draft, all of New Orleans picks, and first round pick in 2000 and a third round pick in 2000, which um, LeVar Arrington actually became the first round pick in, in 2000. That's a, that's a pretty good pick. Any hoozles. Mike, they land Ricky Williams in the draft. Now, forget what Ricky turned into. What that tells you is that there is a huge amount of risk that goes into doing this, right? Right. But, Mike, would you make this move? If you if you saw what Mike Ditka saw in Ricky Williams, Mike, would you make this move next year to land the man who's projected to go to number one, Shane Wright? So, I was looking at Borland's. Right after they uh, got Ricky Williams to kind of see how they fared um, after that acquisition. <laughs> Didn't go super well. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they did get a couple okay seasons out of Ricky. Uh, I, I would say arguably it was better as a Dolphin. Uh, but they did get one 10-6 year. They won a playoff game, which uh, I think if the Red Wings were going to mortgage the future, ideally they'd like to win more than just the first round of one series. Right. Um, <laughs> if they're going to give up everything for Shane Wright. However, if the if we're playing this game, Matt, and we're going to say that Shane Wright is the next, you know, Connor McDavid, he's the next... Uh, Sidney Crosby. You know, Patrick Kane. No, I want, like, a good player. You know, Patrick Kane. No! Uh, I, just wanna, I just want to grind the molars. Okay, I got to use centers. All right, can I use Pavel? <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be the next Pavel, though. Nobody, that's impossible. That's, that's let's just too pretend he's the next. You guarantee you know, he's the next Pavel. There's like Pavel, then there's like superstar elite right underneath that, and that's where you put Connor McDavid. In, in <laughs> oh, I love this show. Okay, <laughs> Matt, if we're going to say, all right, you got to give us all your picks, Steve. We know you've got like 18 of them next year. I don't know what you're doing with them. There's only like three players worth a damn in the whole draft, but go ahead and keep them all. All right, Matt, if we're saying that all the all the picks, is this not this coming draft? He's going to be available in the next one, right? 
All right, we're talking 2022. So that means you're giving up uh, still a 2023 first round pick as well and a third round pick. And we don't have to give up every pick. We can give up all of our picks and we can hang on to all the other ones that we, we still Man, have. If you're getting the next Pavel Datsuk in a heartbeat, I would do that trade. I would too. In a heartbeat. The whole reason we get all these picks is to find a dead suit, right? Uh -huh. That's great. We, you know, ice the team. Fantastic. You know what wins? Guys who score. You know what we don't do? Score. You know what dead suit did? He made pucks going nuts. That, it's madness to think that you should hold on, you know, to some guy who's maybe, maybe going to be a fourth liner in like four or five years. He's going to, with the right development <laughs> and the right, Go get them coaching attitude. Who cares? We're here to win championships. If you're telling me you're going to have a new first line Pavel Datsuk for 15 years, right? fuck yeah, I'd make that trade. <laughs> That's yeah, the this, whole point of this. This has been such a sure thing in the NHL prospect community that Shane Wright wasn't only in the video, in the NHL video game this year. He was in it last year. They were like, wow, look at that 10 year old kid. He's going to be amazing. And it's just, it's happening. Um, so I just, yeah, I, Mike, I, I think there's sometimes people listen to our show. Um, maybe even our blogger extraordinaire, Jesse, and uh, he hears some of the crazy things we say and he goes, man, you guys are super crazy. Uh, I can't believe you said that. That's hilarious. I'm not kidding. Mike, I would, I would get rid of <laughs> if you, could guarantee me that first pick and I could get Shane Wright. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dumb dumb like Mike Ditka and and trade away a whole year's worth of draft picks. I I do it. Sign me up right away. Shane Wright to me is that type of talent. Of course he goes into that first game uh with the with the U eighteen world championships and gets a hat trick. Like hey guys remember me <laughs> been away for a year. What's up? <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, let me do let me do this for you, Matt. Yeah. Um one. Son of a bitch. This is gonna be harder than I thought. All right, you can either have Pavel Datsuk, guaranteed, or you could have had <laughs> or you could have Matt Matt Pumple. Matt, you could have T Tomas Yurko. Oh man, you could have Xavier Ule. Remember him? I'm not even gonna pronounce his name correctly. Man, you could have hey. Alan Quinn. I just picked a random year. Picked 2011. And I'm going to go through all the guys that, oh, we're missing out on Merrick Turvdon. Matt, he's not even in the league anymore. Who cares? Philippe Houdon? Matthias Backman? I don't care about them. Matt, you know what? Here's here's a real trade. If yeah. the Red Wings just gave up a whole year of drafting for Datsuk, like young Datsuk, Absolutely. The real discussion would be, do you give up four to five years of first-round picks? Is that what it would take to actually get that, that guarantee? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's where we just play. If we're willing to do that, we're probably okay. We'll just go with Elias Pettersson. Mean, at that point, yeah, at that point, like, you're going to be so good with Datsuka on your team. Who cares if you're losing some late first-round picks? Who cares? Right. Yeah, no, I, so. I, and I, I, I really just saw this, and I thought this was the most crazy thing. And I, I swear, like I don't even remember it being this bad when I was a kid. But God, could you imagine? Like, I, I would probably be pretty angry as a, as a New Orleans Saints fan, like seeing that. I, I think it's different <laughs> to look at Ricky Williams and compare it to what 
we've we've been hoping to see with Shade it's, Wright. But um, you know, it makes sense if it's a player. If you're doing a generational quarterback, that's a guy who touches every single snap. But a running back is just madness. Uh, <laughs> but I could definitely see uh, giving up your picks for like you know, like a Joe Burrow, like that was a big quarterback, or you know, any any number of quarterbacks. I, I don't you know want to go through a whole list of them, but yeah, uh, for the Red Wings, absolutely, I would do that trade in a heartbeat. And I don't think whoever had the number one pick would ever agree to that because what are we going to do with the Three, three through seven picks. Anyway, those right. are trash. Yeah. Like, and this is something too that if we brought it up and I didn't associate it with Mike Ditka doing it, everybody would just go, "I'm not listening to this garbage." But no, this happened in real life, so <laughs> we get to play that game. All right, Mike. Last, last topic, and I'm hoping to get a lot of information from you because you okay. uh, love basketball way more than probably most of our listeners. So. We already knew we were getting ESPN, but Mike, seven-year, $225 million deal with Turner Sports. Mike, the NHL is going to be on a channel that actually cares about sports uh, <laughs> and won't be on NBC anymore, um, which was, uh, just to remind everybody, $200 million for 10 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that, that deal didn't, um, didn't help the NHL grow even no. a little bit. All right. So, Mike, what do you do? You think there's going to be a learning curve here? Do you think TNT is going to go the model of what they have set up with the NBA? I want to see, you know, Chris Chelios and Brett Hall as playing the role of Shaq and Charles Barkley, uh, <laughs> yelling at each other. Uh, do you think we'll see that, or do you think they're going to go conservative these first I couple of years and try and figure out something different, some different model? If the NHL doesn't take advantage of Chris Jericho having family that played in the National Hockey League and in some way incorporate one of the biggest wrestling stars of all time into some sort of NHL segment, they should burn that league to the ground. Yeah. There are literally so many people, CM Punk, you know, the Ray, R Renee Paquette, like they, they all are dying. Please let us integrate wrestling and hockey. These two things need to be together because they're the same thing. There's okay. there's chirping and there's fighting. It, it, that's Matt, please, please, NHL, take a look at what the NBA has done. It's not just TNT, you know, uh, Turner Network wanting to cross promote. It's it's mutual interests by both parties. Take please and, take advantage. Can I just say though, it has to be TNT because they've been on NBC for years, and they not never once did they say, "Hey, uh, on USA on Monday is you know on our other channel <laughs> is Monday Night Raw." If you guys want to check it out, not, never once. I never saw an NXT commercial during a hockey game. Uh, yeah, so, I, so TNT's got a, they've got to build a brand here with the Turner sports and just be like, Nope, you guys are helping sell pro wrestling. Uh, just like the NBA did. You're, you're getting in there. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think we're going to be in good hands. I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, the AEW, they've, they've had a pretty good, uh, pretty good feel, you know, the finger on the pulse of, uh, you know, kind of finding out what's popular and, and trying to bring it aboard. So I, I feel pretty good if they're going to lean on, you know, what Cody and um, Cody Rhodes and, and Jericho are going to be doing with the NHL. 
I, I, you know, with their interests, with their love for it. I, I, I don't think the NHL can screw this up. Yeah. I don't think so. Can I, one last easy question before we sign off, Mike, uh, ESPN gets, uh, this is kind of like the caveat that matches up between the two. ESPN gets the rights to all NHL all-star weekend games and Turner sports gets all winter classics. <laughs> who, who won? Do I have to acknowledge that question with an answer? I, I when Come I saw on. that, I I hope that Disney and ESPN were like, "What? what? That was on the table? I didn't. I would have. <laughs> I had thrown in another hundred mil." Oh, um, uh, man, in a landslide. TIT with a big yeah, victory. With, with the, the yeah, I mean, the smaller, the smaller, um, the smaller check was put on the table, and they come away with the winner. I think the the winter classic, the winner of the winter classic. That yeah. uh, also exciting, Mike. Uh, simulcast on HBO Max. That's, I mean, this is just. I like it a lot. I'm paying for it all around. Yeah, me That's too. Good for me. All right, uh, Turner Sports getting more of my money um, in some fashion. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think it's time we sail off into the sunset, Mike. Which that's our sign off for well, pro wrestling. Almost. I got. I got one for you, man. Oh gosh, that's right. I didn't want to miss another edition of. Usually starring head coach Jeff Blaschel. And today's no exception. Hey. And gonna be read by a friend of the show, Paul Woods. Are you buckled in? I'm ready. All right, so here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna try and guess who head coach Jeff Blaschel was talking about. So we're not getting ahead of ourselves, head coach Jeff Blaschel said. In terms of how long uh, he'll be up or how many minutes he'll play, I did tell him we're dressing 70, and when you dress 70, minutes get scarce. Someone is going to get those 70 minutes. And I told him at the start, that was going to be him. End quote. <laughs> it was too good to pass up. I had to um, include this one. Yeah, it's got to be Joey. Joe Valeno. No, 70 minutes. What? Who's getting those seven defense defenseman minutes? Oh, I thought you said that he was missing out on minutes because there was a seventh defenseman. Oh, no, no, no. I meant that somebody's getting those seventh defenseman minutes. Oh, uh, you're not uh, even on a pairing. You're not even on a pairing. Boo! <laughs> Who is I, it, it's either Chalowski or Lindstrom, then. Uh, Make it count. It's the end of the show, Matt. I feel like he brought it up for a reason to be funny because we've teased his defensive abilities. So, Chalowski. Matt wins. Who's that? Hey! After yeah! I completely fudged up what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, then Blash will just finish. The more power play time we have, the more ice time he has. It's enough minutes to make an impact, and he's just got to play well. Wow. wow. Yeah, I really misheard that. Man, I, I hope Dennis said, wasn't in the room. I Yikes. thought you said, we're going 7D, so if somebody's losing minutes, it's you. I don't know how I got that, <laughs> which would be a pretty terrible thing Blash will just say to the media. No, I told Joe, we're going 7D, so if somebody's losing minutes, it's him. <laughs> I want I want all my seven defensemen to get equal minutes yeah. just to cut into Joe Valeno's time. That's I what thought that was a little cruel. All right, Mike, yeah. I got to go put my baby girl to bed. So uh, right. you go enjoy AEW Dynamite. I'll be popping out on my phone. Everybody else, thanks for tuning in. 
head on over to uh, brothersdiscussion.com or bodpodcast.com to get either, uh, Mike, get those hot Retire 73 t-shirts. Uh, not ironic in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no. Adam Erty, certainly a superstar in the making. And yes. uh, <laughs> another Iserplan fleece fleece. Of course, in reference to another Iserplan fleecing of the NHL and his uh, competitor GMs. Uh, and of course, it comes in a nice fleece. So check that out, bodpodcast.com, brothersindiscussion.com. Um, and uh, we are at BOD Hockey on Twitter. Follow along. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one. Goodbye!